what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever? In the morning. A fever all through the night. Okay, folks, welcome to episode 25 of Dynasty Fever Podcast, our end of season episode slash starting to look toward the off season episode. I'm Brian. He's Scott. Scott, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right today. Doing all right. Getting ready for the Bills versus Pats round three. Mm-hmm. Should be a good one. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we like to start usually with uh, kind of takeaways from the week. You know, I, I don't really have much, uh, you know, I think there's a few interesting things that we'll talk about, but nothing really stood out to me. I didn't really get get into watching any week 18 stuff, so I don't really have much. Sorry. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to just like if you got true lock on your roster, it's probably safe to drop him at this point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's about it for me. Okay. And so uh, you'd like to. Uh, also talk about kind of like an, an overall gut reaction to the season. Uh, mine is, is really not much. It just was a weird year. Uh, nothing really specific jumps out. I think, you know, it's almost every year we say, oh, the injuries, oh, this, you know, but this year seemed really weird. And then you throw up COVID on top of that and all the buys week seven. And, ugh, you know, it just uh, is a strange year for me. Yeah, and mine kind of ties in with yours. I, I think there's like a lot of new faces that um, kind of bursted onto the scene this year at certain times, um, you know, like Mooney, Pittman, Higgins, Jamar Chase, uh, Van Jefferson was making some noise for a while, and you got, you know, like Najee Harris. Debo suddenly turned into a top five wide receiver. Um, Cooper Cup had a historic year, so. Mm. Um, I think there's like a lot to kind of digest and I mean, there's gotta, like odds are there's probably a fluke in, in, in some of these names. So okay. that's kind of where my head's at trying to identify which ones I think had a legitimately good year or this is by far going to be their best year. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, that's always part of the process and not often easy. So we'll go through the week 18 stuff real quick. I mean, uh, not only because it doesn't have really impact on uh, your fantasy, uh, but also I don't think there was really too much of interest going on. But, you know, we are a dynasty podcast, so, you know, we'll, we'll look at this, you know, sort of like a, in a moving forward sort of way, I suppose. So uh, Kansas City 28, uh, Denver 24. So it's been a weird year for Mahomes uh, with the interceptions. Uh, still had a good year. Uh, Kelsey and Hill not getting younger. Backfield has question marks. Uh, some say don't sell because of a dip in value. Uh, is there cause for selling now? Could, could the value get worse? And what would you need to move him? You know, nutshell, is Mahomes a, a possible sell? I would say he's a hold only. Like, I. I, I don't know. This was a weird year, probably one of his worst years um, that he's going to have, in my opinion. He's a super talented guy. I don't think anybody really denies that. So I think they're going to go get him some help. Um, and he was still a top three quarterback this year, top four, I believe. Yeah, 
top four. Okay. Top four quarterback. So I mean, I'm fine with them. I I think, like I said, I think it's gonna get better. So all right, let's hop over to the Broncos side of the ball and talk about the backfield, which has been a story this year. Uh, even split in carries, uh, but uh, MG3 with 110 yards and a touchdown compared to Javante Williams, 46 yards and no touchdown. Don't know how much you can glean from that, but let's talk about the future. Uh, there are several scenarios uh, that could happen with Gordon. You tell me uh, what do you think is the most likely? He stays with the Broncos, has pretty much the same role, stays with the Broncos, smaller share of carries, leaves Broncos, is a relevant backup handcuff, leaves Broncos, is not a priority backup handcuff. What say you? Uh, I think he's going to leave on or in the timeshare somewhere. I think, like, no matter what happens to him, he's going to probably make noise in the beginning of the year. And I think, like, maybe fade off, you know? So like, even if he stays, if he does stay, like it'd be a good time to buy Javante. Cause I think mm -hmm. you know, Javante will take over second half of the year. So, okay. and uh, if you were going to move Gordon, you know, he's 28 going on 29, some uncertainty about what happens next year. Uh, what would you want for him? If you, yeah, if you're going to sell him uh, probably a second. Yeah. Okay. I'm not right. I don't think you would get an early second form right now. Okay. All right. I could buy that. Maybe uh, like so, a two four or something like that. Okay. Uh, so I think the Saturday games kind of had more to talk about than, than most of the Sunday games. So, uh, you know, um, pretty big uh, margin of victory for Dallas, 51 to 26 over mm – -hmm. The Eagles, Dak has 295 yards and five touchdowns. So we've talked about the slump. Uh, he's only quarterback nine this season, uh, weeks one to 17, according to fantasy pros. I tend to be higher on him than some people. So sometimes I have a hard time, you know, sort of gauging things. He has good weapons, but, he, you know, Zeke's not getting younger. Pollard, you know, with the injury. Uh, Dak himself will be 29 in July. Too early to call him a sell right now, but, uh, you know, if I have interest in him in a couple leagues, which it sounds like I do, um, what should I expect in return? I sold him on a, like a rebuild team. I sold him for Deshaun Watson in a first round pick. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, I, I would still maybe try for that, depending on the team that has Watson. If the team that has Watson's a pretty good team, they might do it, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, some, something like I would want at least a, a first rounder back at like the starting point, and then probably maybe you can get like a Mac Jones in a first or something like that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that'd be like the type of trade I was looking I'd be looking for I'll, I'll report back and tell you what I was able to do uh, so blow up game for Cedric Wilson we both said he's a buy slash stash uh, if you can do it so let's go to the uh, Philadelphia backfield uh, Kenneth Gainwell uh, 12 carries 78 yards uh, and a touchdown uh, in the absence of uh, Miles Sanders uh, so Let's talk about Gainwell. 
Uh, he was as high as RB4 uh, and some folks going into the draft. He's shown some flashes, but not much use overall. Where are we on him going into 2022? Uh, a Philly fan who I know doesn't expect Jordan Howard to be back probably says the split will be more even between Sanders and Gainwell, and et cetera, et cetera. What do you make of uh, Gainwell's prospects for 2022? Yeah, I, I would pay like a late second. I, um, I don't think like he's going to – obviously, I don't think he's going to be like a bell cow at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be like a solid upside flex, I would guess, like a running back flex for your team. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be about what I would expect and what I'd pay. I don't know. I would definitely pay two thirds, but I'm not sure that that would get it done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland 21, Cincinnati 16. Uh, not much to talk about here. It was a Brandon Allen Case Keenum game. Uh, but let's talk about the Ernest Johnson. So my first thought was, okay, he's performed well every time he's been called upon. You know, is he going to be a priority uh, handcuff next year? But you told me, nah, don't wait, uh, uh, not so fast. Wait. So tell me what, what is on your mind with Johnson. He's a free agent next year. So if, if you know, if he's a good price right now, he's not a bad stash. Um, running back's pretty bleak. So you can steal him from somebody that's selling him for like a late third or something. I would jump on it myself. Okay. Uh, Green Bay 37, Lions 30. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, uh, eight catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. Again, no Hawk. Again, a limited Swift. Uh, you know, the Lions could also add a wide receiver. So I think probably uh, he's a little uh, uh, maybe overvalued right now. Or there, there's some hype. Uh, so if you have him on your team, are you trying to take advantage of that hype? The only like way I'm probably buying a Monroe St. Brown is if like the team that's selling them um, sells them low for whatever reason. I don't see that happening in a lot of leagues, but um, yeah, I don't want them at his current price. Mm-hmm. So we we haven't touched on uh, KTC uh, uh, on this show, and and I don't really think highly of it. Uh, but uh, I, I was told today uh, they have Amon Ra above uh mike evans keenan allen and amari cooper uh there and listen you know i you know i am sort of an ageist and want to get out early so you know keenan allen and cooper yeah are descending for me but i don't think we're there yet to put him ahead of of those three guys no yeah definitely not mike evans but i agree probably probably not like cooper either Okay. Minnesota 31, Chicago 17. I want to talk about Amir Smith Marset, three catches, 103 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, uh, coming out of the draft, a lot of folks said he was going to be wide receiver three for, um, uh, uh, for Minnesota, but then kind of Osborne, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, what came sort of became sort of a, a, a wide receiver three. Option. Um, you know, I I hyped him in a in a group chat the other day as a possible like deep wide receiver that that could that could, if things broke right could do well next year. 
before he had blew up on, on this game. So anyway, I'm babbling. I think he could be interesting. I have him knocking around on some rosters and taxi squads. What do you think about him? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think both like Osborne and him would probably be, you know, I think they're good stashes, especially they get their price. And you got like Thielen, um, you know, obviously we talked about it before. Getting old. So, I mean, there's good, there's going to be a vacancy there. So um, I think they're both solid stashes right now. Okay. All right. Washington 22, the lowly giant seven. Uh, I, I said I was having a little trouble ranking uh, uh, Gibson. Um, we'll yeah. talk about that maybe maybe later in the offseason when we do like maybe a ranking show uh, or something like that once I, I finish my uh, end of season one. So not too much to okay. talk about in this game. Uh, Saquon, 11 carries for 30 yards. Uh, I don't, yeah. What are we doing with Saquon? Yeah, you know, I'm, I haven't been like, I wasn't impressed at all with him much this season. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. far as. But, like, a lot of times players are better the second year after the injury that he suffered. So, um, I I was – Dynasty Jacobians tweeted on uh, Twitter that um, he had got Saquon, like, in the fourth – end of the fourth round, mm-hmm. beginning of the fifth round. So, that mm-hmm. kind of started to maybe change my mind a little bit. And depending on – like, if you can get him for a late first – on a contender team, um, you know, I, I've always believed in his running ability. So I think, I think it might be a good dice roll if you can do it. Okay. Um, I'm in a league with uh, Jacobian. Um, interesting guy. Uh, so uh, Jacksonville, 26, Indianapolis, 11. <sighs> you know, quiet day for JT, but he's JT. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, uh, five catches, uh, 62 yards. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people just are, are so out on him, you know, but I guess I try to find oftentimes like uh, the glimmer of hope in, in some folks. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe a buy. Price is still good. He's back in the slot. Coaching change. What do you think? Yeah, I think at his price right now, he's – I think he's worth the – like what you're paying right now. He's got some like issues with his hands, but we've seen other wide receivers overcome those. Um, and I, I saw him run a couple of really nice routes on Sunday. He was wide open for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Morris, for whatever reason, did not throw it to him. So I think there's, uh, yeah, if you can get him for a second, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, and Pittsburgh 16, Baltimore 13, another meh game. Claypool gets a, a, a TD. Uh, Fryermuth, uh, you know, more catches than, than he usually has, you know, uh, six for 53. You know, usually it's like three for 37. Uh, so, you know, uh, who knows what's going to happen with him with a, with a new quarterback. But, of course, we all are, are high on him moving forward. Uh, Tennessee 28, Houston 25. I have a Tannehill ranking situation. And, I'll ask it again when, uh, when again, I, I get uh, the final uh, final rankings done. Maybe we can do that in the offseason. And our boy, uh, Davis Mills, 301 yards uh, and three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, he's one of those guys where if you really want to take a, a dice roll and sell, like, a, like Fields – would equal Mills plus what, you know, like how many first yeah. players? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
I think, you know, for me at least, uh, like the, I'm, I'm not saying the gap is tight, but the gap is, has closed a bit uh, mm -hmm. since the beginning of the season. Right. But if I'm selling fields, I probably, the, the, the person I'm trading with may not see mills that way, you know? Right. So they may think that it's a justifiable gap to ask for, I don't know, uh, two firsts, uh, plus, a another small piece or something like that. So, uh, worth a try maybe. Yeah. Right. Cause like this, like, this is the league for the, if anyone's, um, like whoever's listening right now. Um, so I traded Josh Allen for Trey Lance and a couple firsts in, uh, Schultz. So, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm already, I got two risky quarterbacks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm kind of like going back and forth on how to proceed. Like I like my team if my quarterbacks hit, but if they don't, I'm in a lot of trouble. So mm. I'm just trying to like I don't have the answer of how I'm going to proceed on that yet. Maybe it's something I'll document because <laughs> yeah. it's interesting situation, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and of course, because it's 2021, uh, Danny Amendola seven catches 113 yards and two touchdowns for Houston. Why not? New Orleans 30, uh, Atlanta 20, uh, you know, 30 carries for Kamara. I, I haven't like looked at the stats closely, but I get the feeling he's kind of running more this year and doing receiving less than mm -hmm. he has in the past. Do you get that same impression? Yeah, they've been leaning on him a ton. They've had a lot of quarterback trouble, so it makes okay. a lot of sense. Okay. So you figure maybe with with, you know, perhaps some more quarterback stability like you know, re-signing Jameis or, you know, bringing in somebody else that uh, they'll lean less on Kamara in the run game. I like it if they sign Winston. I think that'd be good for them and mm -hmm. good for fantasy football in general. I think they, they both need like a more competent passer plus somebody better that's better than like Mark Ingram as their running back too. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, you know, uh, Gage, uh, nine for 126 and a touchdown. Uh, I say it's kind of, you know, I don't want to, I'm not too in on him as a buy because we don't right. know what's happening with Ridley, but you're more convinced Ridley will go. It, it looks like a, he's asking, I think, for a trade, it appeared. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think he's coming back to Atlanta, though. No. Okay. All right. So he, that's interesting. That might be like a guy, you know, you want to – by sooner rather than later right there because if Ridley comes back I think you know he's a lot less like he's going to take a dip in value if Ridley came back versus number one so that's something okay. you roll the dice now and it might pay off you know mm -hmm. and it looks like the fun story of Corderell Patterson the party is over uh, do you agree yeah if if somebody's still willing, like, if you can get any kind of second, like a late second or anything like that, I would take it and run. Okay. Uh, Buffalo 27, the Jets 10. Uh, as you say here in the show, Doc, you know, the Jets offense was woeful, but, you know, keep in mind it was uh, against, uh, it was a young quarterback against Buffalo, and that's never a good matchup. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about Singletary real quick. What is it about him that I still can't get too interested in him, despite all this increased usage 
and what would ostensibly be sort of an arrow up time for him. I don't know. There's something about him that I just can't can't be in on buying him. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, he's like he's good. He, I I think he's I think he's pretty good. Like I think he can make guys miss. I don't like he's he's pretty slow. Like he, he's not gonna usually score a bunch of like long touchdowns. Although he did have like one this year against Miami, but um, he can make guys miss. And I think like he's definitely the best Bills running back, which I think automatically garners him some fantasy relevance. But I've I've been trying to buy him for a second, and I got rejected every time. Crazy. Uh, San Francisco 27, the Rams 24, uh, Jimmy G 316 yards. You know, I think I've said it on a previous episode. People are ready to bury this guy. There's a non-zero chance that he's the starter in San Francisco or somewhere else uh, next season. So I, I don't know that I'm ready to, to you know, bury. I'm, again, he's not elite or anything, but, you know, right. this idea that he's just going to be some kind of backup somewhere, I, I just don't I just don't see it. Yeah, he's going to get a job somewhere for sure. Maybe, like, I could see Denver doing something like that. Like, I feel like that's that's kind of on brand for them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking... uh, Rodgers, they go with Jimmy G. You know what I mean? I was thinking that um, maybe Pittsburgh is a destination. Uh, Oh, that's... Yeah. They wouldn't want to bring on anybody too uncertain or risky or anything like that. So, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Jawan Jennings uh, has been, you know, seeing some looks lately. Eighty-four yeah. yards and two touchdowns here. Uh, maybe try to add him if he's still out there. If he's yeah, if he's on waivers for sure, add him. Okay. Uh, so George Kittle, five catches for ten yards. Um, you know, I didn't watch the game, right? But from what I see him this season, you're going to get days like this, and you're going to get blow-up games. And as you point out in the show, Doc, it has a lot to do with how much they use him to block. I can't – I mean, I've seen a couple people put him as their their tight end one uh, in Dynasty. I don't even have him in my top two, and I might even drop him out of my top three. He's 28, he plays physical, and he blocks a lot. Am I crazy? No, not at all. Like, he's – I can't – you can't even fault San Fran for doing it because he's so good at blocking. (laughs) Like Mm – He's pancaking defense ends and stuff. I mean, um, responsible for some of the long runs that go for touchdowns. Like, so it makes perfect sense. And it's hard for us to know, you know, from the outside looking in when, like, what matchups are they going to use him as a blocker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what matchups are they going to use him as a receiver? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I sold him yeah. in the charity league and I uh, got Devontae plus something else. Um, yeah, I see, you know, um, I see people still getting good prices for him. So it might be worth exploring, yeah. uh, you know, especially if you're not like a legit contender in the next one to two years. Okay. Uh, let's see here on the Ram side of the ball. Not too much really to talk about. I mean, two touchdowns for Higby. You know, when do you see that? Uh, another good day for Cup as usual. You know, Stafford continues to be meh uh, late yeah. in the season. And you think, well, meh, maybe Stafford. It might be. I, uh, there's like a, a big account that the guy he's got the picture of the serial killer is his profile pic. I'm sure if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. But he compares him to Jared Goff, and 
you know, I, I like, yeah, he's got, I, I think it's closer than most people would care to admit, you know? Yeah. And I think uh, uh, either last episode or the one before I asked you how many good years does Stafford have left? And you were pretty conservative at, at uh, one and a half years, right? Yeah. Uh, I was doing a stream with uh, some other guys from uh, another uh, uh, dynasty Patreon. Uh, and the person I traded Stafford to in a debut league says he's got four or five good years. And I, I don't, I, I, I kind of don't see it, but we'll see. Yeah. I can't see. I know his back was starting to bug him again this year. He had a, like, that's the thing. Like he had a good line, like his line's been protecting really well. Uh, they weren't last year when golf left. So when, when they were protecting for golf, he was putting up some pretty good numbers. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move then to Miami 33 and the Patriots 24 AFC East matchup. Uh, you know, another meh game for Mac. You and I have talked about sort of his low ceiling. Uh, let's not bash him too much because uh, maybe somebody's listening in one of the leagues where I'm trying to sell him. But give me your take on, on Mac. Yeah, I, like he's safe. He's going to have... He's going to be a solid quarterback, too. He's going to have those boom games, but I don't think he's going to be like a league winner in super flex or nothing. Okay. I think he's got like he's got an okay arm, mm-hmm. but I think like that's going to make the Patriots build more around the run than they are the pass, you know. So. And I don't know how many people are buying a 28-year-old running back who I think might even be a free agent or, uh, this year, but uh, – you know, Duke Johnson, 25 for 117 and a touchdown. I, 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 you know, I think you get whatever you can for him now, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Uh, Seattle, 38. Arizona, 30. Another good showing for Penny. Um, you know, he's going to be 26 in less than a month. He could land in a less favorable spot for a running back as a free agent. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, I want to be on the positive side and say, you know, this he's he's a first rounder and he's finally coming into form. I, I think I'm getting what I I'm not getting what I can like undersell, but I think I'm trying I'm trying to push him. Yeah, you might be able to get a first round pick right now. Which mm. is crazy, but I mean, mm. you can get that. Um, take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Conner, another run touchdown and pass touchdown game. I, I, I'm, I'm not really going to do uh, any startups this year, maybe one. Uh, I'd be curious to see how he's valued in a startup now coming off of this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't get in. I don't want him on my team this year, I don't think. I, I, yeah. it, I guess it depends on – I haven't done a startup in a while, but mm. it would depend on, like, who else is there, obviously. But um, – I think I would probably go a different direction. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay 41, Carolina 17. Uh, DJ Moore, you know, we've talked about him all year. Uh, Seven catches for 87 yards. If he can do this with Darnold, imagine what he could be with a real true starting quarterback. Yeah, I think he's actually like a really good buy because I mean, I just, they have to upgrade. I don't okay. like, there's no way they can stay like this. I don't think. I, I think you got to bank on it. Uh, otherwise, you know, it just, there's going to be a limit to more ceiling. Uh, Amir Abdullah, nine catches uh, for 56 yards. 
sell because CMC is going to get these catches next year? Yeah, definitely sell to the CMC owner. Okay. Um, but he's a, he's a nice – he's turned into a nice handcuff, I, I think, for CMC. But I don't think I'd buy him, like, right now, even as a CMC owner because, like, I'd be – I'd be worried that like he's not coming. I, I'm not sure on his contract situation, but um, okay. I'd I'd just be worried about an off season move in general mm-hmm. between now and and, and the time the season starts. So if, if yeah. you need CMC's backup, just make sure you're getting the right one, and you probably should wait. All right, so uh, not too much to talk about with Tampa. You know, another good game for Tampa, and they find ways to beat you, mm-hmm. uh, but. Mike, we've been talking a lot about this uh, uh, last few weeks. So my question to you is, are all Tampa Bay guys holds for now until we see what happens with retirements and free agency? Or are there some that you can get ahead of and sell? Or you're thinking maybe even differently? Yeah, I'd want to buy right now. Um, Because they've produced in multiple circumstances already. So... I think right now with the uncertainty, you might get a little discount. So I, I may not buy them. Okay. Uh, and uh, Vegas 35 and the Chargers 32, which I think this game knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs. Uh, Herbert threw 64 passes uh, and had three touchdowns. You know, Eckler run to you in a pass TD. I, you know, no, made no secret of my love affair with him. Uh, you know, I'll, um, you know, I'll talk about my bold prediction on another podcast, maybe some other time soon, but it looks like it's going to come true. I want to focus on Mike Williams, nine catches, 119 yards and a touchdown. He has some games like this. He's kind of boom bust. He's going to be 20. He's not 28 until October. Um, he's made more than $15 million in 2021 and he's a UFA in 2022, but the wide receiver class seems very good. So I'm kind of, you know, weighing things uh, with him and seeing like, you know, uh, do the Chargers don't sign him? Uh, you know, talent, age, landing spot. Uh, is he a hold? Where are you with uh, Big Mike? I'm I'm probably holding because I think I'd want a one eight or and I, I'm not sure I'd get that. So I think I'm going to hold because I like you can franchise tag him, I believe, this year. So mm. I think there's a good chance he ends up back in LA. Um, and I would probably start to like him over Keenan next year if he stays. So, okay. Uh, Palmer, another TD. He's a guy that we're, we're kind of in on here. Um, Jacob's a, a big game. Uh, he'll only be 24 next month. Yeah, he signed through 2022 with the fifth year rookie option thing in 2023, and a free agent in 2024. I keep going back and forth on him. Uh, I think even with the good season and the added receptions, the price uh, could still be pretty good. Uh, so maybe if I'm uh, you know contending in the next couple of years, I, I try to try to see uh, what I can get Jacobs for. What do you think? Yeah, I got him and Palmer for the one eight. And okay, interesting. All right, all right. So that does it for the week eighteen games. So we're gonna kind of do a, a, 
uh, a season wrap thingy and a looking forward thingy for you. So uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, some dynasty risers and fallers in 2021. I've got a few on deck. Scott has a few on deck. I figure maybe we'll just go back and forth briefly on a couple of them. And, uh, you know, you do one, I do one, and and, uh, and we, we go on to the faller. So uh, take it away. Who do you want to talk about first? Yeah, I'll go with Mark Andrews. Uh, just a guy that's jumped up, like, into the top tier, uh, you know, recently, like this year. I had him down in around probably, like, tight end seven. Um, oh, yeah, about tight end six or seven. And now I got him all the way up at number two. So, I think, okay. um, you know, I think Lamar is good enough to support him being a – I think he's going to get a lot of targets because of Lamar, too, the way that Lamar plays. So, all in on Mark Andrews. All right. Uh, so, I had some, you know, kind of fairly obvious guys here, like Waddle and, and, and Elijah Mitchell. Uh, I want to talk about A.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's climbed my rankings. Uh, he's uh, He's been getting pretty good usage of late. Um, you know, a couple games here lately, maybe, uh, maybe that uh, was not the case. But anyway, I see this timeshare, you know, starting to, to, you know, tilt towards even and then soon even more Dylan than Jones. Uh, so he's a riser for me. And uh, I'll talk about Jones a little later in the show. Uh, what's another riser for you? Uh, I'll go with San Francisco's two young guys, Debo Samuel and Trey Lance, who I just sold like it. Like- I said earlier in the show that I sold Josh Allen for a package involving Trey Lance. So I, I just like, I liked him. I liked his running ability a lot as a quarterback coming out of college. I thought he was one of the better runners that we've seen. Mm. Um, I think we've seen enough of the arm flashes and I think I trust Shanahan to, you know, get the best out of him. I think he's in a perfect situation. He gets to sit and learn. And I think he's looked good when given the opportunity for the most part, or at least shown like those flashes that, you know, that like the superstar flashes. So I think that also bodes well for Debo as well. All right. Uh, I can dig it. Um, I'm, I've got Lance a few places and I'm optimistic. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, another quarterback uh, for, for my riser here. And that's we we've talked about him a bunch. Davis Mills, uh, you know, coming out of college, there definitely were some folks who liked him in the draft process. I, 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 as I've said before, I heard a couple of those draft people say if it wasn't for the knee injury at Stanford, he might even be, you know, in the first round NFL draft conversation. Uh, You know, he's got a, a tough situation in Houston for sure. But all things considered with that situation, I think he's played well. And um, I actually have him ranked uh, above Mac Jones right now in uh, my quarterback rankings. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So Mills is my other one. You want to talk about anybody else? Uh, Yeah, I'll go real quick with two young wide receivers and Elijah Moore and Darnell Mooney. Elijah Moore started slow and then really had himself um, a hell of a run before getting injured and being sidelined. I think he's still decent price if you want to buy him and uh darnell mooney when when he's had good quarterback play he's uh he's been somebody you can rely on all year and 
I just like the way he plays. And we can kind of do a little bit of it all. He's a good separator. And I think Justin Fields is also rising. So um, now's the time to buy Mooney as well. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely high on on Mooney. So I'll wrap up with uh, two guys, too. Uh, two tight ends, and we know tight end is a wasteland, so we can get something out of, out, of, out of some of these guys. You roll with it. So those tight ends are Gasicki and Knox. Both, mm-hmm. I think, performed well. They climbed my rankings. As you said with Knox early in the year, you know, when you're patient with these young guys, things turn out well. Gasicki's been a target machine. Um, you know, there's some question about whether Tua will return or not. I don't think there should be a question. But I think even with a different quarterback, I don't necessarily see Gasicki, you know, all of a sudden disappearing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, those two climbed the ranks uh, in, in tight ends. All right. Let's now move on to the fallers. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, you start with a faller. Who do you want to talk about? Uh, I'll go with Daniel Jones. I think that um, Gettleman's fired. I think Daniel Jones is probably going to get replaced in New York. Joe Judge got fired, too. Yeah, right. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he might be. <laughs> I'm out on him. I think, like, you know, there's not much that you can say. But... Okay. I-, I guess I'll go with his teammate, uh, Saquon. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, a possible buy low for Saquon and maybe still having a little bit of faith considering the talent. And he's not, you know, he's still, you know, he's not old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but as far as falling in value uh, in the market and in my particular running back rankings. Yes. I'm picking Saquon particularly because he went from like a top three or four Mm -hmm. to now kind of, uh, I think I have him right maybe at the bottom of the, of the top 10. So, you know, you know, and I think for like a superstar like that uh, at a, at a position like running back, I think that's a big drop. Uh, Who's your next faller. I'll go with, Kels, um, you know, I think like he can still make, he's still gonna have those boom games. I just don't think he's quite as dominant as he was. I think Kansas City is also gonna add some weapons. I guess um, I'll go. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, nope, that's pretty much it. All right, I guess I'll go with a tight end, and that's Darren Waller. Uh, again, you know, uh, not a huge slip in the rankings, uh, but given that he was in, you know, maybe the top three going into the year. And and now I think I have him. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to finish my rankings. I think he might be somewhere around six or eight, but so, you know, and it's hard to pick on a guy that's been hurt a lot, you know, uh, but you know, I think he's 29 already. Um, you know, he is a, he is a, a main target on there, but you know, I don't know what wide receivers they bring in to, to, mm-hmm. you know, help out Derek Carr. You know, he's not getting any younger. Uh, You know, I'm not saying he's done and, you know, isn't even good for a contender, but uh, a guy that's falling in my mind. Uh, Give me another faller. I'll go with Fant and just real quick. I just think he's got some real Evan Ingram vibes going. So Mm. uh, unless somebody's panicked selling him for like a mid to late second, I'm out. Okay. I don't know who, you know what? I'll finish with Baker. Uh, Kind of an obvious choice, uh, but, you know, uh, he's a guy who, you know, I think coming into the year is like, okay, you know, he's mediocre, not too much passing volume on that team, but, you know, you're probably okay with him as your quarterback too in a super flex. 
And I think, and again, hard to pick on a guy that was banged up a lot. Uh, but I, I don't know that I can even have him as my quarterback too uh, in a super flex uh, anymore. And he definitely um, went down uh, some spots in my uh, quarterback rankings. All right. So that's looking back on the year who rose and who fell. Now let's look forward to the off season. So again, this is early. A lot of things can change and a lot of things will change in the off season. Uh, so we're going to do, uh, some uh, off-season buys and sells. Uh, again, we'll just go back and forth on a couple of them. Um, do you want to do buys uh, first or sells first? Uh, let's do sells. Okay, so you go first. Who's a sell? I went with a Monroe St. Brown, and you should be able to get you know a good amount of draft capital for him right now. I don't hate the player. I just, I just would rather somebody else take the bet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get an early first rounder for him. I would take it. All right. Uh, my sell is uh, Aaron Jones. I talked about AJ Dillon as a riser, and that's one of the reasons he's a sell. Uh, he's also getting to the age as a running back that where, you know, uh, you start to think about, should I get ahead of the curve here? Um, what's going to happen? Uh, he definitely, you know, has scored some TDs and will have name value. So I think you can probably still get a fairly good price for him. Uh, at least in some of the leagues I'm in. So for me, Aaron Jones is a sell. What say you for your second sell? I'm going to pick Keenan Allen. I just, Mm -hmm. I kind of talked about it already with the rise of Mike Williams, his age. He he didn't have great speed or anything to begin with. So um, I think like he's going to continually decrease from here on out. So I, I just think it's, you know, you're getting off the train now. The time mm-hmm. he got traded uh, in a league of mine today, uh, in a in sort of big trade with a lot of pieces that that brought the other guy um, Mahomes, uh, and I was trying to convince people to like you know, eh, you know Keenan Allen, eh, you know depreciating asset possibly, and I think I was getting some some pushback on it from a couple people. So. Uh, I'll go with a wide receiver as well uh, for a sell. Uh, and that's Stefan Diggs. Uh, sorry. You know, I know, uh, I know he's, he's a bill, oh, uh, I understand. but you know, um, he might've been good for a faller uh, of mine too. Um, I think 2020 Diggs is the outlier. Uh, he is what he was before that, which is not bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you consider, uh, age, perhaps an increased running game, uh, perhaps the emergence of Gabe Davis. And, you know, obviously he's still going to produce. But if I'm not a contender in the next two years, I'm, I'm out. I'm trying to sell dicks. Yeah, uh, any any more? I'm sorry, go ahead. I just was making a comment. I think I have him like one or two more leagues. And I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm looking to sell too. So no okay. offense taken. <laughs> any other sell you want to talk about? Um, Patterson, you know, CPAT, I, like we, we've touched on it. It's just, it's going to continue to, his value is going to continue to decrease. So, um, you know, that was the time. Okay. And so I'll round out with, uh, two guys we've already talked about this episode, so I'm not going to really go too much into it, but Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Kelsey and Kittle, I, I think, you know, obviously they can produce if you're a contender this year. Right. hold, but I'm trying to get out from them. Uh, uh, you know, 
probably more Kelsey than Kittle, but definitely looking at selling Kittle depending on my team situation. Okay, so let's get positive now. Uh, <laughs> who are our early offseason buys? These are guys that we're targeting perhaps in leagues that we're in uh, and uh, uh, that we see as, uh, you know, maybe uh, arrow up, maybe good price, maybe both. Uh, why don't you start us out? Uh, who's your first buy? Yeah, so I'm not doing it myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you want to do it, uh, buy Penny now before he gets a contract. Hmm. Okay. So, and that's I'm not going to go further anyway. We talked about Penny a lot, but mm-hmm. like, if you want him, um, he's about to probably get some some kind of compensation that's pretty decent. So I think his price is going to go up from that point forward. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with the Houston trio. Uh, three guys that have kind of have been my yeah. guys uh, all year, two since the draft, really. Uh, and that's Mills, Brevin Jordan, and Nico Collins. Um, I just see the arrow up for the two pass catchers. I see Mills as being, uh, you know, a, a more than competent quarterback that I don't think they're going to bring in another starter. I think the three of them are going to have a chance to grow together. Uh, and I think arrow up on all of them. I think good price, especially on Jordan and Nico. So mm-hmm. these are these are uh, these are guys I'm going after. Uh, give me another buy. Elijah Mitchell, and I, you know, buy him now because we're gonna we're gonna get the draft and free agency, and I think they're sticking with him. I think mm-hmm. he's done very good, and um, I, like obviously, if they don't make a move for a running back, you know, he's gonna be a lot more expensive in the off season, like at training camp. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to buy Mitchell now. Okay, I am gonna go with running backs as well. Uh, Jacobs, uh, I kind of already talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a lot of people disagree with me here, uh, but CEH is a buy for me. I, I know that I'm higher on him than, than a lot of people. I'm not necessarily a truther or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I do recognize that. But I think people are ready to bury this guy. You know, a uh, yeah. you know, 24-year-old first rounder in a, in a potent offense like and hasn't been bad really when he's been healthy and on the field. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's some worry with Daryl Williams getting more usage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I just think the, the price is probably good right now mm-hmm. relative to, you know, the upside of uh, for him next year. Again, not a huge upside. I'm not saying he's going to be elite, but price relative to possible production. I, I might try to buy CEH in a couple places. Uh, you have yeah. any more buys? Uh, I'll go with I'll go with both Judy and Javante. This probably goes actually for the whole Denver Broncos offense, mm-hmm. but um, I think they're going to upgrade a quarterback, and I think like that quarterback is going to lean on Judy, and I think eventually Javante, if um, you know Gordon does get signed, like I said, I think he's going to take over. So they're at right. a great price for it. Maybe not so much Javante's at a great price. I don't think you're getting a discount on him, but um, definitely Judy. Okay, and I'll round it out with uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, Again, I don't think you're getting like a a big bargain on him, but I think relative to where people valued him at the beginning of the year, you could probably get a a reduced price. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, still a pretty good age, still upside. 
Uh, and you and I have said, you know, we kind of are banking on Rivera improving the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, I think maybe if Diami Brown and or Curtis Samuel can figure some things out next year and and be a, a bit of a, a sort of safety valve, so not all the pressures on McLaurin. You know, I think he's still got upside. I think he's still in my top 12 or 14 wide receivers. So, yeah, I, I, I might try to I might try to buy uh, McLaurin. Okay, Uh, so that just about does it uh, for this uh, episode 25. So what's uh, on tap for Dynasty Fever moving forward? Well, we're now going to pivot to the offseason. You know, we're sort of discussing internally where we're going to go with uh, some of our offseason content. We know for sure that we've got some guests lined up talking about uh, rookies and other things. Uh, Scott himself does rookie profiles, uh, Mm -hmm. so we'll be tapping into that as well uh so it's our first full off season and i think we're just gonna make it fun and informative and and try to help uh you if you're listening and us in our dynasty pursuits so uh scott any uh well uh where can they find you on twitter you can find me at ff underscore fire 911 and, and where they can, can I- also find some of my writings on uh sports obsessive.com the where i've recently released some rookie profiles okay and you can find me on twitter at ff junkie underscore uh i do some uh some work on podcasts and stuff with fantasy and frames i'll, I'll start writing uh more dynasty content in, in the off season gonna do sort of a big rankings thing with them uh pretty soon so uh yeah uh looking forward to uh to some uh some good stuff this off season. So, yep. uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone.